dispatch to all units. This is a third alarm. Switch to the TAC channel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TAC channel. I'm your host, Heath Meredith. This is the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast. What's up, guys? I just wanted to uh, continue to thank everybody for sharing the show and getting the word out. It's just steadily growing uh, more and more and more. Uh, As the weeks go on, there's just tons and tons of more people that are following the show, following us on Facebook, following us on Instagram, uh, the views on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and uh, Stitcher and Google, it's just steadily going up. And I just want to thank everybody for that. It's freaking awesome. Uh, that just gets me fired up. And uh, just loving all the feedback that we're getting from the show and the direct messages and stuff, the comments that I'm getting from folks. Just wanted to uh, just really thank everybody for that. It's pretty awesome and, and it's very humbling to be the voice for a lot of a lot of issues and a lot of folks out there that can't exactly uh, speak their mind in certain times or they have questions, you know, or about particular issues and whatnot that's going on. And uh, I'm, you know, just really thankful that I have the ability to talk about some of these issues, you know, and help folks and and uh, create this movement for, for firefighters that want to do the right thing and, and make good choices and, and have a healthy career in this business and that's just really uh that's what it's all about to me so uh anyways want to really talk a little bit about one of the subjects that uh, i've recently brought up it's kind of really been requested by several folks I, i'll get people that have messaged me friends of mine or even some strangers that uh message on facebook and and have told me their stories or, or talked about specific topics when it comes to money so wanted to just jump on here and do a show. We're going to talk all about money, money, money. Everybody needs to know this job, you're not going to get rich doing it. Like I've said before, when I went through Fire Academy, it was it was harped upon big time. You're never going to get rich doing this job. If there's you know a lifestyle that you want to pursue, basically just flat ass cost more than, than what you're going to make on a salary of a firefighter, then you better either get a really good uh, entrepreneurial mindset and build your own business or hope you inherit that shit because trying to make it off a firefighter salary, whatever that may be, you know, depending on where you live in the nation, that shit's just not going to happen. I myself have had side businesses pretty much my entire career. I've worked extra jobs on, on the ambulance. I've worked multiple uh, full-time fire jobs at the same time, you know, had two or three different full-time jobs going at the same time, try to make ends meet and, and, pay for the the lifestyle that I was living. That's just all part of it. It is what it is. I know that damn near everybody out there, firefighters usually always have a second job. That's that's just part of of the lifestyle. My personal beliefs, like I I talked about uh, under the former name podcast, I really, the older I get, the more excited I become about about entrepreneurship and and owning your own business outside of the fire service, giving giving your mind and your and your uh, body a break from the monotony of, of being in the station and, you know, lack of sleep, hard hours of running all the calls and, you know, going from this department to that department, from this apparatus to getting on an ambulance and just, you know, constantly trying to flow back and forth. But bottom line is, is it's all station time. It's all answer 911s and it's hard on your body. That's, that's just part of it. So I really, I get really excited when I hear guys wanting to, to start a business 
run a business as a firefighter and, you know, put that, that workload on themselves. Because the deal is when you invest in yourself and you're, you know, starting a business or, or running a business on your own, the success is in you. To me, that's, that's healthy to me. Uh, I really, I believe in that. I think that taking the burden away from, well, I got to impress this guy or I got to be in chief's good graces to get this promotion or all this other bullshit that, you know, pretty much everybody's having to deal with in the fire service today to try to get ahead. You're removing yourself from all those situations and you're strictly where if I work, I do this, then I earn this. And that's a lot, I mean, that's, of course, a very simplistic way of looking at it, but I, I just think that that's really a healthy route. So I'm all about guys starting their own business. I'm all about any avenue. I mean, firemen do everything. Uh, like I've said before, you know, we got firefighters out there that own lawn care businesses. They have roofing companies. They do all kinds of contractor stuff, welders, plumbers, HVAC guys, podcasters. They write books you know, you got tons of authors out there, artists, musicians, you name it. And there's a fireman doing it. And that's just awesome. It shows how, how vast we are in our talents, uh, and that we're all different in the sense of everybody has, you know, passions and loves and skills outside of the fire service that we all are able to do, but we can bring it all together to come do this job to serve the community. And then we go back to our homes and we go back to, you know, all the other passions that we have. So it's really cool to me. So I just, I highly encourage that. Just want to get that out there and, and just let everybody know that that's, that's fucking amazing to me. Now, <sighs> something that we as an industry have got to fucking get a, a hold of is the guys that are starting businesses, running businesses with a owned and operated by a firefighter mission statement, if you will, however you want to label it. But basically, if your marketing is the fact that you are a firefighter and you're running this business, you are running and operating that business to your customers with the implied consent and the implied trust that firefighters have from their community members. You know it. I know it, and your customers that are giving you money know it. They choose you over some other company because you're a firefighter. The reason they do that is because they trust that you as a firefighter are going to A, do good work, B, be trustworthy, show up and do it. You're not going to take their money and haul ass, but you're going to do the job the right way. Because that is what the community expects of us. They expect that shit of us when we're at the station. And they expect that shit out of us when we're on our normal day-to-day. If you are labeling yourself as a firefighter-owned business, then you have a level of trust and respect to uphold throughout that entire journey. Whether your your business or whatever, whether it lasts one day, or whether you become a multi-million dollar huge corporation, whatever... If you are operating in the capacity of a firefighter owned and operated business, you better fucking act right. Because this shit of using that and then, you know, scamming people, taking their money, not showing up, not doing the job uh, the right way, not providing the services that you promised and all that shit, you're fucking killing us. 
You're killing the industry as a whole because just because that's your personal business, now that same community member that's paid for you to come do whatever shit is at their house or whatever your business is, now they're going to say, yeah, man, I hired a, a firefighter one time to come do this job for me and they straight fuck me. So that's going to turn into how they're going to treat you at the fire station when it comes time for your real job when you're going to need those community members to get their asses out there and vote. Was that quick buck? Was that fast money? Or however you want to label it, was it worth it? Probably not. And all you did was really make an enemy of yourself to everyone around you. Other firefighters are, are going to hear about it. They're going to know about it. That's just the way this shit is. Everybody knows this is a small-ass world. And if you get labeled as a shitbag business owner that's not doing the right thing, that's, that's going about business to try to make a quick buck or do whatever it is, you're going to catch hell. Guys are not going to trust you, which in turn is going to turn around and it's going to make the guys at the station and other firefighters not trust you as well. Now you're going down an entire dark spiral of your real career getting fucked with. And all it, had, all it came down to was just doing the right thing, making good choices, and trying to do right by people. If you screw a job up, if you don't do something 100%, they just own that shit. Okay, it might cost you a little bit of money. Okay, you didn't do right on your on your bid or whatever. You didn't um, you didn't account for whatever variables that took place during the job, and it cost you a little bit of money. That's you know that's fine though. That's what that is a risk of running a business. I hate to break it to you, every fucking job you do is not a damn profit. That's not the way business works. There's sometimes that you do really really well, and there's other times that sometimes shit don't work out that great. But you take care of the customer, and it will always come back to you tenfold in the end. But I just I see, I see countless, countless different stories of people, and they get so caught up in trying to make money that they're losing all of their integrity, and their reputation is going down the complete fucking drain when it comes to their, you know, side businesses or the businesses that they own. So just know when you're marketing yourself. As a firefighter-owned business, you are held to the same standard as if you're wearing a fucking uniform on that damn truck running those calls. Because if it's labeled as that, then that's what it is. You can't hide behind anything else at that point because you done labeled yourself on your days off and labeled your business as firefighters. So, I mean, that's, that's my personal opinion, but that's just a reality. And you just need to know that with the decisions that you make as a business owner. So that's, uh, that's topic number one as far as for, for this little money subject. A couple days ago, a, a real good friend of mine came to me and we were talking a little bit about you know fire department administrations and, and the things, the, the scams. I know on the last episode I talked about you know the fire chief that got arrested. Uh, there still hasn't been any more information that's come out about that. But I did want to go ahead and address address some of this money shit because I, I have people, especially after the episode, they wanted to ask me, you know, what exactly I'm talking about. So I figured I'd just go ahead and, and put the show out, uh, on some of the, some of the issues that I personally know about that shit, this shit might actually get me killed for all I know. Um, <laughs> cause, uh, these are secrets that, that, uh, 
well, there's a lot of fire chiefs out there playing by these secrets, and I think that they truly believe that they're the smartest folks in the, uh, in the world, and they'll get away with this shit forever, and nobody's ever going to be the wiser, but um, some of us can fucking count. So let me just tell y'all how one of these little little secrets works of what's going on with some of the fire departments that um, that I've personally worked for and been involved in as far as how they're, how they're playing the money game. So I work for a department... We bought several new pumpers while I was working there. And a lot of departments I know are, are doing a really, really good job on when it comes time to spec out a new truck. They put together a truck committee. Guys that are actually going to be riding that apparatus are on the committee. They pick out, you know, what what equipment is going to best suit them for their district. Um, and they end up, you know, they, they try out several different types of trucks you know, it all ends up coming down. What is the most cost effective? What is the best design for the truck that's going to suit that department? And and that really is how it should, that's how it should be done. What the department can afford and what's going to be the best for the guys using the equipment, that is 100% how it should be done. However, that is not the case for the department that I was at. We had zero input on as crews, as online personnel at all, zero input on the design of the trucks. It was 100% at the discretion of the fire chief. He chose everything. They picked where where every single piece of equipment went, where the hose loads were, everything. You know, mind you, this is also a department that's going through a massive amount of growth and development. During the time period I was there, I saw approximately 10,000 structures built. Uh, we covered over 50 square miles and there was over a thousand structures built in that area, commercial and residential. Uh, mass um, toll road went through that district. Huge, huge influx of development, and um, it, it was insane. Now, five years prior to me working there, all that was in that district was grass, pastures, and woods. So, basically, their apparatus were prior to, they had basically been designed to fight uh, grass fires and woods fires. It was mostly booster truck style apparatus. Uh, they did have a couple old school Freightliner engines, but structure firefighting was not their primary focus, uh, which is understandable. But um, of course, as the development hit, as the department had to you know, transition, restructure, hire the personnel, all, all these different things that happen from a rapid, rapid development like that, an influx of people, of course, naturally, the apparatus had to change. You know, instead of looking at the fact that over the next 10 years in this department, there was ground being broken on, you know, massive grocery stores, massive strip mall, academy, sports and outdoors, uh, multifamily home, you know, huge apartment complex, all this stuff, none of that was ever taken into consideration came time to purchasing the apparatus i'll just be completely frank there was only one brand of truck that was looked at and purchased the sad reality to this is that brand of truck had no service technician capabilities even within our state they they had zero ability to get the trucks uh warranty work done when there was any kind of issues gone like anything it was just a we are buying this truck it's the only option. It's the only thing we're looking at. We're not going to look at any other brands. We're not going to look at any other styles. We're buying from this salesman, and that's it. 
No questions asked. Well, those of us that were, you know, online or whatever, were like, man, this is weird. You know, we're the ones that got to use this stuff. I don't really understand this, that, and the other. Well, it took probably about three years for the truth to finally come out. And it was just a slip of a tongue. And then the whole situation ended up making sense. So the reality was um, I had another friend of mine in another department on the other side of Texas that was part of a truck committee reached out to me because he knew we ran this particular type of apparatus and they were looking to just want to spec it out. He just needs some contact information because no one in our state dealt with this type of truck. Literally, it was very far away, uh, almost on the other side of the country was the closest uh, service point and where the technicians, if we had, if we did have a problem with the truck, they had to fly a technician to Texas to come look at the truck. Of course, I told him that information. I told him like when we had an issue goes down, I mean, it would be months and months before the issue would get fixed and all this type of stuff. Well, needless to say, I went to the fire chief at my friend's request and was like, Hey, can I get the contact information? You know, my buddy wants to look at this. Okay. Yeah, great. Well, walking out the door, he's like, Oh, and by the way, tell him that he has to tell them that if they're, if they end up purchasing this truck or looking at whatever, that I was their point of contact because then I'll get the referral fee. That's right. I'll get the referral fee. So I start putting two and two together. That's what the whole thing was about. The fire chief, every time an apparatus was purchased, he got a kickback. Didn't have anything to do with what was best for the district. Didn't have anything to do with what was best for the firefighters. Didn't have anything to do with the growing community. It all came down to, well, I'll get the referral fee. Whether it was from the salesman or the, the manufacturing company, whatever, I can't say. You know, like I said, this shit will probably, <laughs> there'll probably uh, be some folks wanting to come after me because, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but that sounds like a bribe. Not a lawyer, but it is what it is, you know, if... If in uh, other aspects of government service, if somebody recommends a piece of equipment and they find out that there was money being placed in their bank account to recommend that piece of equipment, that would be considered as bribery. So um, if that's going on at your department, you might want to look into it. I, I know that that's happened at, at several departments that I've heard of and uh, that one in particular that I worked at. So anyways, I just always thought that was that was pretty messed up. Just really want to get the word out there. And if that's you, if, if you're operating in that way, you might want to rethink. Because like I've been saying throughout the duration of this show, accountability is coming. Accountability is coming. The money will be answered for. You can't hide. Tax money has a trail. And you can't hide from the shit forever. So that's just one story I wanted to, to put out there. Or my personal beliefs on fucking referral fees. So on to the next subject contracts contracts on service contracts on equipment and uh, building construction and all that kind of stuff when it comes to the fire department and governments so it's my knowledge that bids are supposed to go out when it comes to things being done when it comes to tax dollars uh, I think that's safe to say for a majority of states in the United States uh, there's certain processes that take place for how money is is uh, spent when it comes to who gets to build this or who gets to fix this or this, that, and the other. Well, 
I can tell you uh, I've personally witnessed a fire department that learned the ways to cheat around that. And the fire chief and some of the city administration stuff was able to profit from that. Uh, like I said, this, you know, this shit, it always has a trail. And I'm just so, I'm to the point where I'm tired of folks thinking that they can get rich doing this job and there's zero accountability because, you know, we, I'm going to go down a little rabbit hole here, but every single day we see this shit, you know, different posts about leadership and, and how to kill the morale of department and all these different things, you know, toxic leadership and all this stuff. Everybody's talking about it every fucking day. People are talking about it. They're putting the word out and all this stuff, but you don't see shit changing. You don't see administrations correcting their behavior. You don't see an attempt to fix these issues. It's just like, eh, fuck it, fire them. We'll get another one in the seat. Well, you're running out of other ones to put in the seat. Well, if your department is on literally a hiring list of some capacity online, uh, 360 of a 365 days of the year, uh, nobody wants to come work for you. That That's just a reality. If you're literally on, you know, posted to be hiring all the time, and nobody's applying. Nobody wants to come work there. So it's time to revamp and try to figure out why folks don't want to come work there. Because obviously what you've been doing is not working. So when government bodies, whether it's ESDs or city councils or anything like that, when they get to the point where they're like, why can we not keep people? Why is so much money being spent on turnover rate and everything else, they're going to come digging. And the first thing they're going to start looking at is numbers because numbers are numbers. They're they're easy to see. They're easy to track. You can't bullshit numbers. Well, when it comes back that basically you weren't addressing issues because you were trying to make yourself rich off the fire department in whatever capacity that you know, you're sitting in, whether you're in a chief's role or you're in a business administrator role, whatever it is, it's going to hang you. Bottom line, it's going to hang you. I specifically saw at a department one time was during the summertime, we made a shit. And I think it ended up being about a third alarm commercial structure, middle of August, terrible fire. We were on scene there for about three days as the commercial structure, try to go defensive and just let it burn. Uh, kudos to whoever built this shit because, um, we used, tried to use a piercing nozzle on a ladder truck. Couldn't even pierce the roof, the, the level of concrete and everything. It was just, there was tons of contents. It was it was a giant storage building is what it was. But anyway, I'm not going to get into the fire side of that, but just basically what ended up the deal was we sent several guys to the hospital for um, injuries and heat exhaustion and everything. I mean, August in Texas is no joke. And uh, I'm not a huge rehab guy, but whenever it comes time when you're pulling two and a half all day long on a, on a concrete slab and you're going in fire that's been burning for 30 hours, uh, rehab becomes a, a point when you actually have to use it. If not, people are going to start going to the hospital. That's just a fact. Our AC went out in the fire station. It had been out. The department had refused to address the issue because their reasoning was the, con- the company that they had the contract with didn't have a serviceman available to come fix whatever was wrong with the unit. So we were having a rehab in, in the ambulance. You go and get a little air conditioner and everything. We didn't actually have a true rehab 
um, vehicle or apparatus. So you go sit in the med unit, cool off a little bit, run a couple IVs in you to rehydrate, and then you go back after it as long as you could, and then you did it all over again. Well, we were rotating crews out after about day two, rotating crews out to the station to go, you know, get a, get a cold shower. And uh, I'm sure y'all heard the story about, uh, you know, the shower being out in the apparatus bay, but you go get your cold shower and, and cool off just a little bit and then come back and get some more. And uh, that just, that's how it was. Well, one of the firefighters on my crew, I believe it was his father or his father-in-law, but anyways, a family member was an HVAC guy was an AC man as what he did for a living licensed whole nine yards. So my friend had messaged him and was like, Hey, you know, the AC's out in the station. We don't have anywhere to go cool off. Is there any way you go look and see what's up with the AC? So anyways, the guy goes, finds out it's, it's just a solenoid or whatever, you know, $50 fucking part. He fixes the shit free across the fire department rocks on AC kicks off all good. Holy shit. The ramifications that came from that one little uh, freebie was absolutely insane. Uh, and it made me really start thinking. It made me start uh, start trying to figure out why a department that was supposedly struggling so bad money-wise essentially turned down free work as a donation, if you will. And all in all... I'm going to save y'all or spare y'all the time for, for the entire uh, puzzle pieces getting put together. Basically, what it came down to is this department had several sole contracts with whether it was plumbers, uh, electricians, the tire shop that did the oil changes for their apparatus, all this stuff. They had sole contracts with that. And I can tell you why, because they were doing the same shit like the federal government does. They were funneling money through this shit. They would, and I know this because I went and picked up a flight car from a tire shop that was like a mom and pop corner store tire shop. This was not a chain tire shop like you would think that a government body would be buying. No, they're buying from some little bitty place. Go over there, pick up the receipt. I know how much tires are. They're not this expensive. So basically, long story short, what they were end up doing is these companies that they had contracts with, they would have them write up the amount for whatever you know, the work was that they did or the, the tires or whatever it was, well, that amount was way over what a normal price that you and I would pay for it. You could put two and two together and basically, uh, if a set of tires 10 years ago on a lifted diesel truck might have cost you a thousand bucks, how the hell did a set of street tires on a flight car apparatus cost over 1500 Well, I could tell you how. They write the receipt up for this amount, they buy the, buy the tires, you get a little bit, I get a little bit, and the receipt's written up to this. When there's an audit done, here's the receipt. I don't know what you're talking about, but I put the cash in my pocket. You put cash in your pocket, and everybody's quiet, and it's all good. Does that make sense? That's what's happening. I don't see, uh, <laughs> don't see anybody having an argument against that. Because that's exactly what's happening. That's happening at a lot of places. It's happening with a lot of different levels of government. We all know it. The federal government and everything like that is, is doing a lot of stuff with money that there's zero accountability for um, at our level. And it's the same for the, this stuff. So that's just one story I wanted to put out there because it specifically hit, you know, hit me and my guys, hit me and my crew. You know, we couldn't get the AC fixed because 
yeah, this company's little mom and pop style company that the department had worked out a deal with wasn't able to come and fix it. So because one of the guy's family members came and fixed it for free, they didn't get their money. So that's why they were pissed and it turned into an entire deal. I'm going to talk more about that. I'm going to have some other people on the show that can attest some of this because I'm sure there's some people out there that are like, there's no fucking way. Well, I'm telling y'all, it's happening. It is absolutely happening. And I just, I truly feel deep down that uh, until us as firefighters, true and real firefighters, start addressing these issues and say, that shit ain't fucking right. It's not fucking right. You can't do these kind of scandals because that is what it is. It is a scandal. You can't allow that shit to just keep happening and put your head in the sand and only worry about the the fun, tickle-me shit that the fire service has to offer because it is awesome. But with, if you don't call that shit out, if nobody's ever calling that shit out, it's still going to continue to happen. You know, it, it's not going anywhere. It's That's just a fact of life. I just really, I wanted to put that out there and it's really been on my, it's been on my heart lately to, to start exposing these issues and start putting, putting the word out there of exact examples on levels of corruption that I've seen and allow the opportunity for those that are out here that are listening to this show to, you know, give their stories, give their examples. One of my close friends today told me about something that's going on at his department that was a straight up money scandal and the captain that did it so it doesn't have to be chiefs doing this shit the captain that did it just retired fucking walked off took all his money fucked all his guys and went off rode off into the sunset um and he knows what he did uh but basically super unacceptable as far as i'm concerned basically from my understanding what this guy did he uh played his position within his department he was member of of the emergency management team he was a manager of several other mutual aid teams and whatnot throughout the county in texas in which this department is and it's a city department but there there's not very many city departments and paid departments for this region there's only two or three and so they respond to a broad area well uh, basically what ended up happening was during covid Uh, This guy went to the fire chief and said, hey, you know, I'm part of the emergency management team for the county for crises for like hurricanes and such. Uh, We are under disaster because of COVID. So we should activate this team. So the guy was able to basically come offline from his, his apparatus that he was assigned to. He went on activation for this team, which put him on overtime. And then he was able to, somehow he was able to draw more than one salary. Now, apparently this is all, it is caught up in litigation because what he ended up doing was completely fucking the pension because the amount of money that he drew, the way their pension is, is it's their top earned five years. Well, this amount of money completely offset his top five years uh, almost by triple. So it bumped his pension through the roof. And now basically the city is stroking out because their pensions like how the hell are we gonna pay this um and he straight fucked the system so basically what he did was during covid he was on this team responding on the phone for deployment basically he was assigning people to be deployed to this area that area 
uh, for hotspots for COVID, whether it was for a medical medical response here, medical response to this hospital, that hospital, this area, this neighborhood, whatever. But he took off on vacation, and the way their city policy is, if you take off on vacation, you have the ability to come in and work, but it puts you on on double or on overtime. Well, because he was already working from home, he was able to do it like seven days a week. So it put him on overtime. So then he's on double overtime and he rode this shit out for an insane amount of time throughout COVID. All in all, this guy's base salary, he was a captain. He's less than $100,000 a year uh, as his normal salary throughout this entire process and the way he was able to kind of scheme and play his numbers. He ended up bringing home over $260,000 for that year, which is absolutely fucking insane for a firefighter. We all know that. 260 something thousand to work from fucking home and never run a damn call. That's playing the system. I don't care how you look at it. Um, with that being said, though, you know, now his pension, because the way their plan is set up, now he's got a pension where his numbers are bumped. So they have to compare to 260 something thousand dollars when his normal pay should probably be in like the 70s or 80s, maybe 90s. That's a huge difference. So, Anyways, I just, uh, my friend told me about that today, and I was like, I'm going to put that story out there because that's absolutely insane. No one doing this business should think that that's okay. There's not a position that I know of in municipal working for a city fire department in this entire nation that's going to pay 260-something thousand. Hell, the fire chief for Houston fire department, massive fire department, is nowhere near close to that salary. Uh, And he's in charge of over 100 stations. Uh, that's just, that's playing the system and playing the system is what gets places that are in in personnel that are trying to do the job for the right reasons and trying to actually get paid a fair wage and have good equipment and have good stations. And the things that should be simple head nods to doing this job, it's people like that, that fuck the system that make us all look bad. We have to understand that. We have to understand that as an industry. Uh, I don't know, really, I've, I've said this multiple, multiple times. I don't know where we got off track of this whole money deal. I understand guys are just living way beyond their means. They're just flat ass living way beyond their means. And, you know, go back and listen to some of the previous shows where I talk a little bit about budget and stuff like that. Uh, it's a serious thing. You can't have a job where your base salary is $50,000, $45,000 a year. And you're living off a salary of somebody that's making $150,000 a year. That shit doesn't work. You can't work enough overtime for that. So you're putting yourself in a position to have to corrupt your reputation and corrupt yourself in order to sustain. Whether it's stealing, whether it's lying, whether it's doing whatever the fuck it is that you think you're going to have to do. That's not possible. I don't care what rank you're at. Whether it's firefighter all the way up to the fire chief. You can't do it. You just can't. So, but anyway, I just wanted to, uh, to kind of have a little show and just, and just talk about some, some pretty serious examples as far as, as money corruption and just what some of the things that guys are doing and really just flat out poor choices that people are making, uh, all for the sake of of money. I cannot stress it enough to folks that you are, you are operating on the trust that previous generations before us have earned through blood and sweat and lives uh, that the community has for us. That's how we got here. We didn't just snap our fingers one day and have the trust of every single mama out there that has a choking baby. That That's not how we got here. 
We got here because firefighters have died to get and earn that trust every single day. And by our generation, because I'm I'm one of y'all, by us shitting on that memory to try to get rich, all we're doing is is shortening our careers and completely taking away the career for future generations. If that's what some of you want to do because you don't give a shit, then fuck you. Okay? It's that simple. You're you're you you do not deserve to wear the Maltese cross. You flat ass don't. But if you're here because you want to take care of the community, if you're here because you truly honor and respect those that came before us that put their lives on the line or lost their lives to save those citizens and take care of those citizens, just know that that trust is why we have a job. That trust is why the community shows up when we need them to. And when we're operating because we can't, get enough money or we can't make proper business decisions in our personal lives or we overextend our asses on our firefighter salary where we can't live without having all this, you know, extra burden of of financial stuff, you're ruining yourself. You're ruining yourself and you're ruining yourself. I know sometimes I sound like a broken record when it comes to this, but people have to understand this shit is really, really important. I'm seeing it growing Everywhere you look, you know, we're going into a pretty bad recession right now. It seems like uh, nationwide times are getting tough. Money's getting tighter. You know, I'm, I'm right there with y'all. I have a, a decent paying job and I find myself having to work more and more and more to, to bring home the same amount of money. Uh, it is what it is. You know, I have my little side gigs. I have my side businesses that I do. That's just what we have to do to make ends meet. You got to do that shit with honor and integrity. You have to. You have to conduct yourself, your business, everything needs to be honor and integrity driven because if you're going to ride the coattails of firefighter owned and operated, then you have to fucking act like a firefighter. You can't you can't sit here and and you know, get the community's trust because you're a firefighter and then fuck them. That's just it's not right. It's not how you sustain business. You might be making a quick buck for the time being, uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to be way worse off because then you're probably going to be filing damn bankruptcy on the shit when your whole business goes under and you're left with a whole bunch of equipment that you can't pay for. There's going to be a lot of that. When times get tough in this country, you know, businesses that do proper, healthy business are the ones that flourish, and then everyone else folds. That's just look into history, look throughout all of time, that is the, the fact. The people that take care of their customers, the people that take care of their employees and all that kind of stuff are the businesses that stick around. You know, and if that's you, that's just something that you're going to have to think about. If you, you know, you're a fire chief out here and, you know, whether it's like, I, you know, I tell these horror stories about some of the departments and the chiefs that I worked for. And the truth is, I don't agree with a lot of the shit that they did. But I also understand why some of them do what they do. I understand why the chief that I talk about, you know, taking the kickbacks, uh, if you will, and the the shit with the contracts. I understand why they did it. Uh, you're talking about a department that a little over 10 years ago, they had barely any revenue coming in. So you're talking about someone who's a fire chief has had to condense, and that's the only place he's ever worked. But he's had to condense a 30-year career's worth of income into just a little over 10 years. That's why. I mean, you're also talking about 
retirement and all that kind of stuff. It, what it is is it's it's people are so stressed for money that they're making poor decisions is what it is. But you have to understand when you put that badge on, the level of accountability that you're held to from day one rookie all the way up through the ranks, all the way to the top spot, you have a level of accountability on and off the job. And if your personal financial decisions get you in a position where that puts you in a bind for that and you can't make proper decisions, then you need to reevaluate. Maybe being the fire chief is not for you. Maybe stepping down, letting somebody come over, you know, else take it over and you getting a job online where you have, you're not on call 24 seven, where you work your shift and go home. It gives you the opportunity. You can open up a side business and earn the additional income and not be on call 24 seven and all these different things. I mean, there, there's a million options that you have out there, but continuously making bad decisions with money that's going to get your ass locked up in prison because fucking with tax money, let's face it, fucking with tax money, that's where that heads is prison. And I, I truly do believe that the harder the economy and stuff gets for the for the American people, j- not just in the fire service, but just in general, the level of spending that's happening at a federal level is going to cause for a serious look into money on all levels. And usually where that starts is, is local. Uh, people start wanting to know what's the school board doing with our tax dollars. What's the hospital board doing with our tax dollars? What's the ESD doing with our tax dollars? That's where it starts. And then it works its way up from there. You know, the the county. Well, we're paying all this money in county taxes, but the roads are absolutely fucking terrible. So where's this money going? There's a county in East Texas right down the road from my home. They're under a bunch of shit right now because the county itself has just kept increasing uh, taxes year after year after year for... uh, road and bridge construction and the only people in the entire county that have gotten their their roads fixed are the county commissioners all have brand new asphalt roads that they live on and other places bridges are completely washed out people don't have access to their uh, houses anymore they're having to go and take detoured routes and there's zero construction going on well the citizens around that county have all hired lawyers and they're going after them Um, and there's indictments going on, tax fraud indictments going on. That's reached all the way, you know, up to the state level and everything like that. It, it's a real thing and you can bury your head in the sand. You can act and you can play the ignorant card. But if you know, the bottom line is if you put yourself in a position as a elected official, as a fire chief, as an administrator of any kind, you are accountable to the decisions that you made, that you make. Uh, whether it, it's over someone's life or money, you're accountable for that. So maybe being a fire chief is not not the best position for you. That's just something you need to look in the mirror and do. And there is a lot of honor and respect in saying, hey, this shit's outgrown me. You know, I had the ability to get it going. Maybe I was a great startup guy. But whatever this project is or whatever, you know, the, the current status of the department, if you will. Maybe the department's just outgrown you and you need to, to reevaluate and and maybe either move on or step down or whatever. It's time to start making some honorable decisions when it comes to the positions that we hold. As a fire service, we are going to have to stand tall and demand that. 
demand that people at the firefighter rank perform as good firefighters. Demand that drivers know their fucking trucks and know their fucking districts and are badass drivers and know their shit. That captains know all those jobs, plus they are proper leaders. They're not bosses. They're not this, you know, I'm going to come in and go to bed at 10 o'clock in the morning because I'm the fucking captain and I don't even put my own damn gear on the truck because I got a rookie to do that. I don't check my own air pack off because I got a rookie to do that. That is a shit fucking example, and it's happening every damn day. And the only excuse that most departments have is, well, he's always been that way. Then run him out the door because he's going to get somebody killed. You know, shift commanders, battalion chiefs, they need to be more than a walking textbook. They need to be able to perform all of those jobs all the way up. They need to be able to see a full picture of whatever it is. They need to be just a flat badass when it comes to command. That is their specific job. Um, you know, everyone has their roles and their standards that they need to perform at and, and continuously lowering the standards, burying our head in the sands, saying, oh, well, see, it's not going to happen to us or it's not happening here or it'll get better. Like I said before, one day, one day, one day. Well, the day is here. The level of accountability all the way across the board, all the way up the line is here. I, I just really, really am ready for people to take a good hard look in the mirror and realize there's no one else coming. There's no one else coming. We are fucking max. You can log on in, in the state of Texas. We have the Texas Commission on Fire Protection, which is our governing agency, but the job postings board for majority of the departments that are paid departments in the state of Texas are posted on there. And you can look, and there is dozens and dozens of fire departments hiring in Texas all the time, paying a decent salary, and they can't get anybody. This is why you can't get anybody. People don't want to come work in an industry where corruption rules, doing the job for the right reasons, is frowned upon or targeted, and it's time that we just get a hold of it. So that's, uh, that's my money, money, money podcast. I, uh, I've been, like I said, I, I've been wanting to talk about some of these issues and, uh, didn't know exactly how to do it. So I, I just, I hope this resonates with some people. I hope that I, I strike a nerve with some people and, and have them kind of look in the mirror and say, I may not be doing this shit for the right reasons. Uh, and clean up your act. That That's all it is. Just clean up your act. I'm not ousting anybody in particular, uh, I just want folks to, to start thinking about the fact um, why we get to operate we the way we do. Um, you know, police officers and their entire industry is completely under attack by the fucking masses in this country, it seems like. And it's all because they lost the trust of, of a lot of communities in this country. Are we next? Are firefighters next? Because we refuse to look in the mirror? So, you know, we, uh, we're operating on borrowed time. We're operating on, uh, on, on the trust that generations before us obtained from the communities and all it takes is losing that trust and man, we're all fucked. I'm going to end on a happy note. We, uh, have a couple more guests lined up to come on the show. <clears throat> I'm getting more and more excited about that. Uh, like I said, it's really just, it's just scheduling is, is basically what everything's coming down to, but I'm loving the growth of the show. 
I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting from the show. I know that some of y'all are like, holy shit, I can't believe he's saying this stuff. But hey, it is what it is. I truly, I believe in standing up for what's right. I believe that um, sometimes hurt feelings is what it takes to get people to uh, to start acting right. I don't want anybody to to lose their job or, or lose their uh, their career in this industry that that truly care about doing this job. But I, I just really want there to be a future for those coming after us. And the only way that is is if the community continues to love us. So with that being said, y'all uh, share the show and uh, keep getting the good word out. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, like and subscribe on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. We're on pretty much every platform at this time. Continue to subscribe on YouTube. Got some uh, some videos coming out. Got the software put together. Captain Ep is uh, working on getting uh, some fight promo stuff together. We're going to start putting some some promo videos together for him for his upcoming fight in February. I'm super fucking stoked about that. Got the t-shirts designed together for that stuff. Been working with uh, some of the uh, apparel companies and everything getting that shit set up so it won't be too long probably right after christmas that um that we'll be able to launch that show or that um that t-shirt for him for his fight show if not before so y'all i'm gonna close out i'm I'm probably gonna start doing it pretty regular just out of respect for mr williams if you need to know the story on on mr williams my high school principal go listen to the thanksgiving show I, i explained it in depth but um he was just a phenomenal man to me so Be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and doing it all the time. We'll see you on the next one. Oh